You're listening to the Innovation Made Easy podcast with Chiara Covone, episode number 53. Welcome to the Innovation Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Chiara Covone, ex-corporate leader turned executive coach and speaker. I'm here today to unfold insights of leadership wisdom and personal development to inspire you to achieve success both at work and in life. Are you ready to create your own success story? Then let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful, wonderful friend. I hope you're having a wonderful beginning of spring or beginning of June at least uh, it's going to be this episode is going to go out on the 2nd of June so June is starting and uh, we're really feeling some summer vibes here in Sweden but of course if you're on the southern hemisphere of the world you might be heading into winter <laughs> so whatever season you're in we're still in transitions and and I love this word transition because it really signifies a passage from a place to the next. And we're all transitioning to something, aware or not aware, there is always a transition. So exactly a year ago, I started this podcast. And, and if I think how much water has gone under the bridge in this past 12 months, I'm really astonished. I started this podcast when I basically had just left corporate and, and I decided to move into podcasting instead of blogging. I had started a blog a few months before, but I struggled tremendously with blogging. I had a really a blockage in terms of writing. It's, it, it wasn't really my jam. And instead I found such a a beautiful expression tool through podcasting that uh, really enabled me to connect with you and so many other listeners on a weekly basis. But of course, a year has passed, and and as I said a lot of things have changed in this was year, in this one year. A lot of things have transitioned to a new place, a new destination. And I'm really thinking about what do I want the second year of the podcast to be. In this year, I really shifted my career from being an executive in a corporation and managing a large team of people to become an entrepreneur, to become self-sufficient and, and you know, creating my own business and finding new clients and getting certifications and studying and starting a new career. And and all these things that I've learned about online marketing and digital and email building and freebies and masterclasses and all those things have given me so much richness. They have been challenging me tremendously to get to the next level and then the next and then the next. And I can see that the world that I'm living right now through entrepreneurship really is a continuous opportunity for learning. Now, corporate life is also a continuous opportunity for learning, but you're not as much forced sometimes to embrace those challenges. You can still stay in your comfort zone versus entrepreneurship. You know, you are a little bit more forced to take on some challenges and, and learn new ways to respond. 
as humans, one of the things that we really are dependent on is this idea of belonging. And, and I talked about the, the concept of fitting versus belonging in the past. Um, and I wanted to be revisiting it here in the context of us feeling that we are in the right place, that we have the rights to sit at the table and, and we're not forcing ourselves into something and we're not fitting, trying to fit into something that doesn't, um, where we don't belong. And so the subject, the broader subject that I'm uh, discussing here is also this concept of imposter syndrome. And I'm thinking how to rebrand this um, phenomenon, which is very common. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I feel like even the word is so loaded. Syndrome is really, you know, making me, makes me feel of a disease. And imposter, of course, is also not a very negative word. So I'm not sure that when we talk about imposter syndrome, we're doing us a favor and a service by calling it that way. And I wonder if there's not a better way um, to call it. And, and maybe towards the end of this um, podcast episode, we will have a better way of defining it. And feel free to drop me in, in line with, uh, with how you would like it to to redefine and rebrand um, this, uh, the same phenomenon. But the point is that if is this thought of, I don't belong here, or I don't know how, how I managed to get to this position and get to this role, oh my God, I feel so anxious and so overwhelmed. I'll be in trouble the moment people find out that I'm actually not as good as you know, those people that thought that I was so good put me in this place. And, and the beautiful thing, the sweet thing about this is that so many, everybody in one way or another actually has these thoughts racing through their minds. And sometimes every single day, these are thoughts characterized by this idea of being you know, bigger than your own self, that you are Know, yeah, stretching yourself too high or pretending or you know whatever around this idea that, that you don't fit there that you don't belong there so it's really collections of signs and behaviors that really prevent you from enjoying your success and living your life to its full potential in general this Im imposter syndrome which has that we're gonna rebrand it is experienced in you know in thoughts and as we know thoughts provokes our provoke our feelings drive our feelings and the feeling is that you're incompetent you're not good enough even if there is a lot of evidence out there of the contrary and i think it's interesting because this is such a natural way of our brain to protect us our brain is wired to protect us and so if it gives you, if it offers you thoughts of, it doesn't matter if you've done that 10 times and you're amazing at that, something might turn up, they're going to spoil it. You know, it, we feel that's how, you know, that's how our brain protects us. But the reality is that it really spoils the, the experience and it doesn't make us enjoy 
the fullness of that moment, the fullness of that success, the fullness of that sad celebration. And I know that there are some people that are even harsher on themselves than others, but in general, there is a little chatterbox in our mind that is always going to offer you this, well, watch out, you know, are you sure? You know, that seeding of doubt in you. So we want to really be aware of that and acknowledge it, embrace it, accept it without fighting it, but really just understanding that it's just a, a thought that our brain is offering us. So most people experience this feeling of inadequateness at some point in their lives. And this is really, I think, refreshing and important to acknowledge. Because sometimes we feel like we're the only one, that this is just our, my own self-sabotage and that I'm the only one, you know, a lot of people don't suffer that. And the reality is that this is something that a lot of people go through, most of us in fact go through, including very successful and high functioning and high competent people. So it's not excluding those people at all. And, and I want you to think about, you know, three examples of this imposter syndrome or this self-sabotage that we have. You know, it could be somebody that had a, a beautiful promotion and thinks that it doesn't deserve it. Even if they hadn't worked hard for it and really worked against this objective, feeling like this, I want to get this promotion. I deserve it. I want it. And then when you get, get it, you feel like, oh my God, maybe I'm not experienced enough, maybe I don't have the skills that I don't have the stamina, I don't have that, I don't have that, or finding all the evidence why you're not um, meant to get that promotion, to have that promotion, to have earned it. It could also be, you know, in, in younger age when you're a student and, and you feel out of place among your, um, your colleagues in the class, even though your scores are still very good, but you still feel like there are others are better than you, that you feel this comparison against others. Or it could also be in a relationship, in relationship within friends, that you didn't feel they deserve, um, you know, your friends don't, you know, they, if they find out who you really are in your dark sides, uh, that actually you would, you would lose um, that friendship, that connection. So imposter syndrome really, self-sabotage really can affect you in so many different dimensions of your life. And, and so it's really normal and everybody at one point in time in their life and sometimes for a long period of their life go through this feeling. And the pity is that the damage it can do to you is really what I mentioned before that you might not enjoy the success but also it can really bring you down and put a roof over your head and put that upper limit to your head a fake upper limit to your head. When you buy into the stories that your chatterbox offers to you, it really can stop can stop you to, to be out there, to show up as your best self. It shows, you know, it might prevent you to take some risks or to, uh, yeah, to speak up in meetings, to, to behave in a more natural way if you, had, if you didn't have that chatterbox and that uh, thoughts of self-sabotage disturbing your uh, your mindset and your thoughts. So this is really an important awareness we want to we want to generate, we want to create about those thoughts that our brain offers to us and understand them and look at them in the eyes and really 
without fighting them back or doing more self-sabotage than needed, really being very compassionate about what is going on, why am I feeling this way, and how do I have evidence of the obvious, of the opposite, that actually I am fully deserving this role, I am fully deserving this relationship, that everything is absolutely as it is, as it should be, because I worked hard to get there. So I'm talking both privately and professionally, although in a lot of cases, the imposter syndrome and the self-sabotage actually just uh, shows up in, in your work environment, in your work, in your professional life. One of the behaviors that I see mostly recurrent also in my uh, clients is that some people hold themselves back in meetings and they don't contribute. And I actually have been one of those people <laughs> suffering from imposter syndrome a lot. And so during a meeting, imagine you're in this meeting and instead of contributing and feeling quite natural in the meeting setting, you start thinking about yourself. You start focusing on yourself rather than on the subject of the meeting. And you feel like, oh my God, there's so many people that are way smarter than me, that they know the subject matter way better than me. I'm, they're gonna have to find out that I have, you know, I have nothing to contribute here, that I'm a fake and this is terrible. So, so I just want you to become aware of when you are focusing, you know, I always tell my, also my clients, you know, it's like as if the camera was turned towards you rather than towards the meeting room, towards the big table of the meeting room. And when you're doing that, you want to just pay attention to it and say, well, hold on a second. What is the cost of me not speaking up? What is the cost of me holding myself back? There is a huge cost, right? There is both the cost for the project. You know, that team and that meeting might miss the opportunity for your contribution. So your contribution might be a piece of missing, piece missing in, in the overall project. So that is one cost, but also, of course, is your visibility and what people are going to, you know, um, what you're going to think about yourself, what the people around you are going to evaluate and consider you and no, notice that something is not really maybe going um, right and flowing for you. So you just want to really be paying attention when that happens and understand it. And I love this concept of the daily daring, where you are getting out of your comfort zone for a little thing every single day to start training you being uncomfortable. Because in this way, you're also minimizing that chatterbox and outlining the chatterbox to confirm to you, you see, you can only do things that you're very comfortable with. You know, you can't do things that you're not comfortable with. So what is the root of this self-sabotage that we all experience at one point in our life? And it turns out that there is no single cause of the self-sabotage. Um, but of course, you know, your culture, some parenting or personality uh, traits do play a major role and and I think it's interesting to see that people that have high demand of themselves have also higher <laughs> exposure to this self-sabotage when you're a perfectionist right uh, or when you're extremely ambitious you have raised the bar so high and you know your expectations of certain behaviors from yourself are so high and standards are so high that of course you will have a harder time exposing yourself 
to situations that are more uncertain, where the outcome might be more uncertain. So you you might want you, you might be less risk um, pro uh, oh. Caring deeply about the quality of your work and the impact of your contribution is an amazing trait and characteristic to have. And we want to hold on to that. However, where these qualities become a problem is when they are tied with your own sense of worth. So we're going back to the difference between self-esteem and self-compassion. That your self-esteem is high when you are performing very high, when you're doing amazing things. But it drops when you're doing not when you're not at your own standard, and this is where self-compassion kicks in. And self-compassion is always stable, so it's about the love unconditional that your worth is not, is not at stake, that you are accepting yourself as you are, no matter how you're performing. A perfectionist mindset, an imposter syndrome behavior, is connected to you feeling you're not doing it, you know, you're not performing to your own level of standard. And of course, if you have just gotten a bigger job, if you have just changed job, if you have done something new, your performance will not be as high as before, as when you were in your comfortable, um, you know, in your comfortable job, in a job that you had done for so many years. So it's obvious that you will feel that sense of, inadequateness and we want to be embracing it and accepting it as a cute thing, cute behavior and thought pattern without self-judgment and um, self-criticism. And I wanted to finish this episode about the self-sabotage with actually a positive um, addition because the reality is that you know self-imposter syndrome in itself might prevent us to really live a fulfilling life and really uh, embrace and enjoy the successes that we achieve. But the reality is that some traits of it are really good, are really positive. And and so we don't want to fight those because I know that uh, sometimes we go from one extreme to the other and the best thing is always to find the right balance, right? And, and I think there is uh, some elements of our of having high self-criticism and having high high standard that we really want to be maintaining because it is how you are and we don't want to change the way we are are deeply. We want to, you know, evolve our thinking and evolve our how we show up, but we don't want to be fighting who we are because that's that doesn't serve us. So the first thing is, of course, that w- those people that have high uh, recurrent imposter syndrome, they actually are inspired to work harder. So when you're thinking like, I want to show up in that meeting and really contribute. Uh, so you know that you're, you know, you have imposter syndrome. So you know that you might be very silent in that meeting. So you want to prepare. So you're going to work harder than everybody else to show up in that meeting, better prepared, better equipped to really give the best of yourself. If you didn't have that self-sabotage, that self-criticism, you might turn up just like, you know, I'm just going to sit there and and listen and sure, I'm going to think of something smart to say. And sometimes 
that really could prevent an amazing contribution that you did. So great if instead you're preparing yourself, you know you want to be instead contributing to the project without the focusing so much on yourself and more focus on the subject matter. So you're going to be preparing and working harder and being more satisfied and everybody's going to benefit of that, of you showing up with your best self prepared. So really an amazing added bonus on actually having that sense of not you know, being a fake and uh, not deserving where you are. There is another benefit potentially of actually feeling like an imposter. And that is that it can actually motivate us um, to work smarter. So when we don't believe that we're going to win, we actually have nothing to lose. And we become more creative and we become more open-minded. The feeling like an imposter puts us actually as like in a beginner's mindset. And this, you know, lead us to question assumptions and be, be more strategic and more open-minded and more thinking out of the box and thinking more lateral because you don't have anything to lose. Isn't that fascinating? So when you are actually feeling like I am a fake and and so be it, right? I, I'm going to prepare and do everything I can to show up in this meeting, but ultimately I'm a fake. So then there is nothing, then you're starting really from like at a beginner place. It's much harder, of course, if you are, um, if you have to prove yourself continuously and you have this idea that you want to prove yourself. And then the, the final piece is also that when you have imposter feelings, it's that you're more open to learn. You're going to be listening more. You're going to be eager to learn because you feel like I'm not, I don't, I don't not that, I don't have that confidence, right? I don't, I don't have learned everything I could learn on this. Clearly there is something that I feel I'm, I'm still missing or I'm still, I still want to explore and expand and, and, and grow in. And so you are actually opening up yourself for learning. At the end of the day, it's all about you being aware and being compassionate and curious about yourself. Imposter syndrome or self-sabotage or imposter thoughts. And I'm sorry, but I couldn't find anything to relabel it. <laughs> I'm sure you are all smarter than me and can find something that is replacing imposter um, and I might Google it to just see what the synonyms um, are offered by our intelligent search engines. But the point is that it is becoming aware that you have this chatterbox that is going to offer you thoughts, that is going to tell you that you belong there, that is going to tell you that you're fake, that people are going to find out. And you want to nurture those thoughts with a lot of self-compassion. You want to look at them in the eyes and say, I hear your brain. I'm still going to do it and I'm going to be preparing myself better than the others. I'm going to work harder because I know I deserve this place and I know I don't need to prove myself, but I still want to do an excellent job. So I want to be prepared. So when the chatterbox kicks in, I'm going to know I'm going to have some strategies to overcome those obstacles. I'm going to be open-minded to learn. I'm going to be looking for insights. I'm going to look for for new things that can make me develop and grow and become the next version of myself. And I'm going to maybe take some risks because I don't have anything to lose. 
wouldn't it be wonderful if we had more leaders that were that had this mindset acknowledging that they are sometimes feeling like a fake and this is why they're also empathetic towards people that are more shy and introverts in within within the room and understand are you not speaking up because are you shy are you not speaking up because you don't have, think you have anything to contribute or do you have thoughts of imposter so this closes um, the first episode of uh, year two and uh, episode number 53 i wish you a wonderful week and i'll talk to you next week bye bye hey before i let you go i wanted to let you know that i have a free masterclass for you to access It is a comprehensive um, class about why we procrastinate and what we can do to instead achieve massive results. If you're tired of dreaming and wanting and you're ready to take inspired and effective action, then this masterclass is for you. Go to covone.se forward slash goal and get instant access to this free masterclass to help you finally stop procrastinating and allow your dreams and wants to take back the front seat.